And Wednesday as a prince of hell. I really just wanted an excuse to write Wednesday as a demon. Ooh woo. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe so, they got you to say ooh woo out loud, Grace. Oh my fucking god. Like, uh, I was looking You must really through... like this fic if you're willing to say ooh woo. <laughs> I know. Hey, they they wrote it there, but the thing is that I just admire how fucking brave they are to have written ooh ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm reading this one. <laughs> that was the cincher of all the good fix I was reading. I thought, fuck it, they're all too good. You respected this person's bravery. And Indeed. Yeah. It's like this. It was like when two two knights see each other on the battlefield and they, they <laughs> nod like <laughs> what <laughs> I, I, res- I respect <laughs> I expect you being here <laughs> you heard it here first everyone the way to win Grace's respect is to use the word ooh no it's not <laughs> is that not what you despite just said despite everything I have literally just said no it's not <laughs> and we're, I'm no I'm not going to elaborate Right. If you would like to say a woo to if, Grace, <laughs> please write in to friendshippingforecast at gmail.com. For just £5 Stop. a month on our Patreon, you can make Grace say a woo and even a woe. Oh, yeah. I'm agreeing to this. Ooh, woo. Grace has agreed to this. No, what? No, alright. I'm going to edit the words you just said so you say, I'm <laughs> agreeing to this. Oh my god. Ooh, woo. Grace, we need the cash. I don't- I don't know why I shot. Take one for the team, say a woo. (laughs) Ooh, woo. Cool. So, Grace, what were you saying? I was just saying that uh, earlier in the week, came into work and there was like a random pair of pants just on the floor. And someone was like, oh, I don't know who's randomly just stripped off their pants in the middle of the work day, so. They just picked the pants up and, like, pinned it to the socials board, <laughs> which is, like, where all the works events are, so... where all the, uh, like, just photos from previous work events and other social shit goes on. And then, like, a load of uh, customers came around, looked at the pants and on the socials board, and then I sent, <laughs> right. So when you say pants, <laughs> what kind of pants are we talking Okay. Boxer shorts. Oh. Size well, L. Okay. Used? Noticeably? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were okay, black. Okay, so maybe not. So you have to... Sk- you either have oh, to get nose I was asking if there were skid marks, or... to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, see. I didn't look... Probably for the best, yeah. Yeah. Jinx, you owe me a cock. Well, once again, I'm glad my work isn't anything like yours. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Your work sounds boring. It's more it's more just normal office stuff with the occasional hellish meeting. Yeah, the impression that I get of your Mm. work, uh, James, I'm sure I've told you before. You're basically working through an episode of the office but where nothing fun happens. Yeah. That's entirely it. Yeah. Uh, so we're all remote now, we're doing remote meetings and someone Someone very boring above me in upper management has suggested we still maintain a dress code, like making sure we have a shirt on, just in case we're on camera for client meetings. Oh, come on. Because clients value us looking professional, in his opinion. Which, no, they, they don't really. Yeah, At least they... not the ones I deal with. 
this is the thing. They just want shit done. Yeah. It's like um, I can understand some of our retail customers um, feeling the same way, but like mm. the trade, the mechanics out there, they don't give a shit. They just want their parts and they want them right at a reasonable price. So I have cultivated... I've cultivated yeah. the look at work. I've okay. I've always aimed for being like the the no-nonsense but competent one who can show up in a hoodie and just do things and they get done. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, the I want to be the opposite of sales, essentially. And <laughs> I've... <laughs> Maybe your and my job are more similar than we care to admit. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, for me, it's all the facade, because I'm still just in spreadsheets. Hmm. Oh, some serious sales. Oh, yes. fuck sales. That's, <laughs> if anyone listening on this show is sales, I'm, I'm sorry that you've ended up in that but in that job. Maybe do better. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Hopefully you're not as bad as the salespeople I have to work with on a day-to-day basis who just make things up. Like Oh, without a doubt, yeah. I, I'm sure there are perfectly competent salespeople out there, and I hope it's you. <laughs> <laughs> to, the, to, to the competent salespeople listening, to all the yeah, you know who you, you are. Know who you, are. you know who do you better. are. Do better, <laughs> and you won't catch the parts department mm-hmm. out. Not in I a assume. Years. I assume anyone listening to this who is in sales is smart enough to know that yeah, there are some bad eggs out there. Yeah, one hundred percent, and that's what we're talking about. Exactly. Stop giving this, me work. This is Paul. the kind of person who will ask you for a price on uh, on something. Uh, which doesn't come with the car as standard, and then we'll try and gaslight you into mm-hmm. believing uh, that every single car they've handed over came with this item as standard. Yeah. If that salesperson is listening, who I talked to last week, you know like who you are. Nuts. You're a prick. Oh my god. <laughs> I like how we're just doxing. Yeah, I'm trying to think like of what I can say without revealing anything to. I will say that that a lot of our projects are billed by the hour, mm. and. Normally that the number on that hour is like a hundred pound an hour to maybe a thousand pound an hour. It's it's in that ballpark. Okay, that's a big ballpark. It's a decent ballpark, except yeah. one of the things I work on, which is currently being billed at ten pence an hour and has been since twenty twenty, <laughs> possibly earlier, because someone screwed up the billing, and no one knows who. <laughs> I'm going um, to bet it, someone knows who and isn't saying. Is it basically just that Spider-Man meme where you've got like sales pointing to accounts pointing to yeah, <laughs> whoever, whoever, whoever? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Damn right. Oh, that's incredible. That's. I blame the fact whoever wasn't wearing a dress shirt <laughs> on the video call. Maybe if you were all a bit more professional. <laughs> Maybe if I wore a tie, my time wouldn't be worth ten pence an hour. Yes. On this. Which isn't enough exactly. to pay for the electricity I use to log in <laughs> to do the damn job in the first place. Oh, right. dear, oh, dear. En- enough, enough talking about our lives. <laughs> Welcome to the shipping forecast, everyone. Don't get a job. Be free. Do your own things. Yeah, I will tell you what, if there's any, uh, if there's any sort of children listening, uh, first of all, yeah, first of all, don't, don't go be. away. <laughs> yeah, please go away. These, are, This isn't for your ears. We'll tell you when you're older. Um... Yeah. Secondly, Fuck secondly, off. never ever ever grow up. It's a fucking scam. I exactly. tell you, it is a scam. Never ever grow up. Yes. Actually, find out what taxes are. <laughs> you know who doesn't have to worry about down. taxes and their day job? The Adams family. The government. Yep, that's true. 
Nick, you've been oh, watching yeah. more of Wednesday since we last spoke. I have. What do you think? I'm really enjoying it. How far are you, first of all? Okay, um, I think we've just watched the episode with the... Oh, the episode where, spoiler alert, Eugene dies. Uh-huh. Up, oh, you're I'm pretty far that. in, then. Oh, you've yeah. seen yeah. the dance. That's it, I've seen the dance. I think we're up to episode four. Um, it's like just where Wednesday is starting to come out of her shell. Mm-hmm. And start. And we'll soon be coming out of other things. Okay. Like the closet. Uh, oh, I'm shipping I her see. with Enid. Yeah. I it was, oh, a that joke. was a joke. Okay, yeah. yeah nice. <laughs> They're just um, roommates. I, I thought she was going to slay some sort of beast by going down inside it and ripping her way out, but yeah, that would, that would be, be rad. Oh, that'd be rad. <laughs> um, who are you shipping? Who are you shipping Wednesday with so far? Fucking hard mode. Which man are you shipping Enid with? <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I didn't realise there I'm were men in this so program. Yeah, There's I mean, multiple male robots options for Wednesday right now. Th- this is the thing. I didn't particularly like Xavier. I yep. don't Fair. know. I, d- I don't know why. Like, um, can you, you know, name the other one? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Not at all. I'm. I just know he works in the fucking coffee shop, and he, yep. he's sweet on Wednesday, and his his dad's a bit of a prick, but like. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Which is no shade to the actors, by the way. They all—they're doing a decent job <laughs> with what they've got. <laughs> Did you they spot the train thing that I spotted? Incidentally, um, I didn't. I haven't got to that episode yet. Like literally, the—you um, definitely have. I don't think I have. Uh, it's when the kid who dies went to the train station. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, I t- to be fair, I wasn't watching the trains. Shock horror. That's how into this. I am. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, shock horror. The no, kid didn't go to it was the train station, did he? Spoilers. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, not spoiler spoilers alert as well. It's, it's, if you got this far in the episode, you know we're bad for spoilers. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, they just mm-hmm. kick the show over and come on. Fuck, I can't watch anything <laughs> with these twats. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, yeah, but no. I'm, I, to I am. I am really, really enjoying it. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that Wednesday probably would be better off with Coffee Shop Boy if she had to. But like, yeah, we we all know it's Enid. I mean, it, it just is. So I ship her more with Eugene out of the boys. Oh really? Yeah, he's the one with the most personality of the Why? boys. Yeah, fair enough. And that is why I like them. And he he did deserve better. And I don't hate Enid and Ajax. No, I yeah, I I don't. I think they're they're very sweet together as well. Yeah, obviously, Enid and Wednesday is is the superior couple. Don't get me yeah. wrong. The OTP of this. But if universe. if I had to, if I had to commit to a heterosexual pair in this show, it would be Enid and Ajax. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Um, mm-hmm. I did uh, I did quite like. How Ajax managed to miss his first date with Enid. Yes, <laughs> by getting that, stoned. Yeah, that that made me laugh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but he then tried to fix it by going out with another girl. I wasn't impressed with that. I was wondering if that was just rape. a friend. Like maybe he went Which with like a sister is not or something. What you do. Yeah, you, I don't you, know. You would hope so, but like um, I, I kind of empathise with Ajax because, of course, in both my uh, in both the long term relationships I have had, you've ruined your first date by getting stoned in the bathroom. 
No, that's oddly enough, <laughs> that wasn't where I was going. <laughs> that's a shame. <laughs> that would have worked really well. Like I um I have been God Nick's far more competent than <laughs> I realised. I, I empathise with Ajax because in the two long term relationships that I've had, I haven't realised that they were happening until the other person well, we had our first kiss. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, they must be being friendly. Oh, they must be being friendly. And then it's like, ah, right, okay, we're here now. So, fucking hell, you are Nick the anime, an anime protagonist, protagonist in yeah. a harem, in a harem anime. You are fucking oblivious. <laughs> what how? do you mean, how? <laughs> what do you mean? How am I very how? oblivious? His head is cars all the time. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't look at stuff like that. I just, I don't know what people are thinking just by looking at them. I'm not very good at reading people. Like, it takes... Oh, well, I know, but it's just <laughs> amazing. It's like, oh, I'm single. Girl gives you a kiss. Oh, fuck, we've been dating yeah, this, this is entire it. time. <laughs> this is it. Well, at so, least yeah. you don't do the thing that Ryan Davros does. No, 100%. Side note, if you're not listening to us on Friday, fanfics and chill, we're reading a fic called Silently on the Brink of Orgasm. It's very good. Please join us for that. Mm. You'll have lots of fun. His name's Tyler, by the way. Right, okay. So, Tyler, I will try my hardest to commit that to my memory bank. <laughs> it's very hard. <laughs> Coffee shop Tyler. Yeah. Xavier the painter. Are there, Eugene uh, the Eugene bee king. The... Yeah. Uh, the, the king of bees. The Chad of this show. <laughs> like, oh, shut up. I want him to come back in season two as Neville Longbottom. Like, coming back, he's had a glow up. Like, he's really cool now. That kind of thing. Yeah, like all muscles and shit. And yeah. Yeah. He needs to look like Jonathan Joestar in season two. <laughs> and no one's going to bring it up, but it'll be good. That's, yeah. that's just what I want. 100%. Poor boy, why would you make the poor actor exercise <laughs> like that? Because I think it'd why be funny. Why would you do that to him? <laughs> you know you what else I want I'm to cruel. do? I want to talk to you about the fic I've been what? reading. Go on then. So, I read a fic called Why You Don't Truth Serum and Adams by Green Knight 2830. Okay. Do you have it open? No. Check the channel. Uh, I will do. Here we go. I have it open now. As a reminder, we have a Discord channel where we post all these fics before we start talking about them. Yep, if you give us your money, you'll be able to talk about them too. For just £5 a month, you can read along with us ahead of when the episode comes out. Yeah. Because we record these two weeks before we post them. So. Yeah, yeah. shock horror. It's, um, it may surprise you to know this, dear listener, that we're not live. We're not live. <laughs> exactly. So... This fic. Title does kind of what it says on the tin. Um, this fic is a Wednesday Enid ship. Enid fic. Uh, okay. It's got all the normal characters. In the additional tags, we have True Serum, Love Confession, Idiots in Love, Fluff, Fluff and Crack, My First Fanfic. This is a fantastic first fanfic. Oh, wow. Protective Wednesday, Protective Enid, I'm bad at tagging. How do I tag? You've I... done good with your tagging. Yeah, I love the Idiots in Love tag. <laughs> Same. <laughs> So, our story begins, like all good stories, begins with several people bored in a classroom. In particular, a potions classroom. So they are learning about... Shout out to the author name, by the way, yet another steam locomotive. Oh, for God's sake. 
<laughs> so, we've got Bianca and Co., the board and potion class. Um, we have Professor Spine, I believe the name was. Going That's through. a metal name, if ever it I've is, heard isn't it. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, he mentions it's completely harmless, but it enhances the emotions of the people who drink it. Oh, okay. Roids. Which it's, <laughs> it's roids for your personality. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Good morning, class. Today we're going to make anabolic steroids. <laughs> for your mind. <laughs> for your mind. <laughs> and of course, this leads to a light bulb in Bianca's brain. What if Wednesday drank the emotion-enhancing potion? Oh, no. Yeah. So she turns to Xavier, like, hey, did you write down the ingredients? I'm like, what? Oh, you should really... They're passing notes back and forth, like, okay, yeah, you should have paid more attention. No, I've got an idea. What if we make Wednesday drink it? He then passes a note saying, sorry, I've run out of paper. Why don't we text instead? This isn't the 90s. And they go, Aha, good point. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of this chapter is them texting back and forth instead, because it's not the 90s. <laughs> uh, they get Yoko involved, partly because she's good at potions, and partly because she's a vampire, and they're going to need that strength if Wednesday flips out and is angry at them for doing this. Wow, okay. Yeah, what's the worst she could do to you? You're a vampire. Garlic overdose, blessed water, poison yeah. blood, stake through the heart. It's a lot of things. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> exactly. There are a lot of ways to mess with a vampire. Yeah, I, I like the sass as mm -hmm. well, yeah. <laughs> but eventually they all agree, and uh, Xavier makes a second batch so that Yoko can make a batch for Wednesday. They hand that in as part of their session, and they go to spike Wednesday's drink. That's, that's, so, <laughs> that's not okay. It's no. a bad idea, to be yeah. honest, <laughs> but <laughs> it's fine. So, Wednesday and Edith are sitting together having lunch. Uh, to distract him, uh, Bianca comes up and says... Hey, Wednesday, did Xavier show you his new trick, the one with the bird-eating tarantula? And then that's when Wednesday picks up, what? Ooh, show me. I, I mention this just because I find it funny. Grace was doing the exact same thing, talking about bird-eating tarantulas the other day. Okay. And I was just like, huh, you two have more in common than I thought. <laughs> oh, they're cool. No, they're not. But anyway. Yeah, they are. Ugh. And it I mean, in this country, spiders get eaten by birds. You go to Australia, and the the spiders are fighting back. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking let that battle commence. <laughs> in Australia, spiders eat bird. Genuinely so. Yeah. But anyway, um, they begin. He starts drawing the bird to show her. Wednesday is having her tea. Bianca sneaks in, just pours the bottle into her teacup. Wednesday chugs it, and... Nothing much changes at first, but then that as they're talking for a bit, she kind of she's a bit more emotive. She just goes, "Would you please stop yelling? You're being extremely annoying." I was like, "What? Wow, emotions!" And then they all look at each other, and then Yoko just sort of goes, "Hey, Wednesday, how do you feel about vampires? I respect any form of undead immensely." <laughs> so this is her being emotive. Well, she would though, wouldn't she? She would. So. Yeah, they're seeing that she's being a bit more emotive. Bianca's just sort of like, eh. This isn't, this isn't what I hoped it would be, to be honest. This could have been better. Then Enid walks in. Okay. And Wednesday just jumps out of her chair, gets in front of Enid, drops on one knee, and just goes, Karamia, love of my life, the only light <laughs> I tolerate in this horrid place. Thank you for returning to my side. <laughs> then she just starts kissing Enid on the hand. 
and <laughs> what can I do for you, my sunlight? Goes into full go. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can she... tell she is her father's daughter. 100%. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The room is silent, and that is the end of chapter one. <laughs> I love that. Like, never mind the group, the whole courtyard froze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people say that hell itself froze over. <laughs> exactly. <Amazing. laughs> so, chapter two is mostly from Enid's perspective. Um, she wants to know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, she fair was enough. Gone, she was gone for two minutes, and Wednesday, who she's been shortening to Willa, has uh, yeah just become like this. And I love the way Wednesday is written in this. <laughs> she can see Ina's distress, and she goes, Mia Moore, are you alright? What's wrong? How can I fix it and put your beautiful smile back on your face? Are they causing you distress, my love? Would you like me to take care of them? And she reaches for a weapon. <laughs> no, no, it's not like that. Okay, we need to go talk about what's happened. So they go back to the dorm room to... She drags the she drags the gang to the dorm room to explain what's going on. And Thing is there and he he immediately senses something's up and he's like, What what is happening? He starts tapping louder, what is wrong with Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> um I uh, I must admit that Thing is one of my favourite characters. Oh I love Thing. He's grown yeah. on me a lot. A hundred percent. Um I also love how Ajax is written in this because they've gone full stoner with all of his dialogue. Oh, Mecca, what's so he's, he's like? Enid, your little hand dude's going crazy, the high Gorgon boy said. <laughs> <laughs> little Aiden. hand dude, he said. Nothing about Thing was little. He was, in fact, a very large hand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I quite like that. Stoner in every sense of the word. Yes, that's very well written. So, yeah, they. For the most part of this chapter, they're just talking about the potion. And I'm not going to go into too much detail. I encourage everyone to read this for themselves instead. Yeah. So forgive me if I skim over anything too too important or anything you think is important when mm. you listen back. Turns out they should not have put the whole potion in. It was only supposed to be a bit. Oh. oh. Yeah. This is going to last for at least three days. <laughs> It was only supposed to be for a little bit. So they've they've really fucked this uh, fucked this up, haven't they? They've really fucked Wednesday yes. over here. Yes, they have. Yeah. I wonder what Wednesday's liver is going through. Chapter three. They couldn't last three days. They couldn't even last two. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is on a knife edge. Because it turns out Wednesday is normally holding back when it comes to things like this. Wow, okay. Like, if you piss her off, normally she'll just threaten you. No. With, with all her emotions like this, it's going bad. And especially if you'd piss off or you'd do anything wrong towards Enid. Hannah from geometry class accidentally tripped Enid and they still haven't found the body. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, this is bad. (laughs) Kyle from Hexes 101 sneezed too close to Enid and found himself in a shallow grave with only his head sticking out. It's only been a day and a half. I guess this is why you don't truth Sarah and Adams. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I should mention, this is from Enid's perspective, and she feels like she should be flattered by this, but she's definitely not gay. Like, And she's trying to figure out how to let Wednesday down gently Okay. during this. Because, no, I mean, it's nice, but no, not for it, her. It's nice, but people have died. No, that's not the concern. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just Enid's definitely not gay. Like that's that's not her. No. All right, but the people dying is perfectly fine. Well, yeah, it's 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 the Adams, isn't it? Also, we maybe he was undead. We don't know. His anyway. head was sticking out. He's fine. Oh yeah, he was sticking. Hannah might be dead. She's just missing. It's it's fine. Yeah. But anyway, we cut to them at lunch. This is one of my favorite scenes. Um, Carino, are you all right? You haven't touched any of your food. Would you like me to feed it to you? Wednesday says. <laughs> Enid lets out a small sigh. No, that's all right, Willa. I'm just waiting for it to cool down. And Wednesday is distraught. She's just... No. <laughs> oh. Of course, my amor. My apologies. <laughs> and so at this point, Yoko snaps from across the table. Damn it, Enid, just let her feed you the soup! <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else just sort of yells in agreement, Feed her soup! <laughs> <laughs> Let her do it, Enid. Eat the soup, bro. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Enid, please, I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> so Wednesday feeds Enid the soup. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. And yeah, Enid has a great time with it. Uh, despite not being... Despite definitely not being gay. Uh, so... She notices that Wednesday's... When she looks into Wednesday's eyes, they're normally a void. And then when the light hits them, there's these flecks of gold and hazel in the darkness. And it's truly a beautiful sight. Okay. Oh no, she's looking back into her eyes. Yeah. So, um, just an observation. Yeah? I think when she comes down off this, Wednesday is going to be apocalyptically cross with everybody. <laughs> Let's keep going. So, like, yeah, I don't think they're going to figure out when the truth serum ends. They're just going to end up all... Either dying horribly or being punished horribly. That is certainly a prediction. Let's see how this goes. So yeah, um, Enid and Wednesday are having their moment. Everyone's kind of uncomfortable with this, with the exception of Yoko, who is very glad her best friend is finding her way out of the closet. Hey! <laughs> Good on you, Yoko, for shipping them like we do. Yeah. It's at this point potion class is happening. They have to interrupt the soup eating, go to potions. Potions class, largely uneventful, but Mr. Spine... Keeps them all back at the end, and he's like, you know what, I'm just going to do an Alan Rickman impression, because this is the only voice that's appropriate for a potions teacher, really, isn't it? <laughs> and he fought so long to become defense against the dark arts. <laughs> I know, right? Poor so bastard. which one of you is going to tell me who gave Wednesday Cordibus Ignum, and how did you mess it up enough to have this effect? <laughs> yeah. Turns out you're not supposed to mix that potion with clovers. And Wednesday was drinking clover tea. Oh, marvellous. Oh. This complicates things. You can't just wait the potion's effect out like you were probably going to. You will have to wait until the full moon to make the tea to reverse the effects. The next one should be next Saturday. <laughs> so they're um, fucked. <laughs> there's a nice line here. Um, mm -hmm. Mr. Spine let out a loud sigh. This happens every year. Oh, yeah, year. I missed that bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Like, this has happened every single year he's taught about truth potions. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do that in the voice. You'd think the school board would stop making this a required potion after the 100th time. But no, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> so who was the idiot who added the clover? Spoken like a true Snape. Thank you. <laughs> Apologies, uh, Green Knight, if you didn't want Mr. Spine to sound like Mr. Snape. It, it's just there. I couldn't resist. Yep. Chapter 4 is from Wednesday's perspective. 
Wednesday is often seen as a complex person, but she's not. Not really. She likes her space, her family, the poison, dark, the colour black, and a few other things people would consider morbid. There is one thing that Wednesday loves, and that's Enid. Aww. The blonde had taken over Wednesday's mind in a brutal and bloody war against Wednesday's base instincts. <laughs> first came the first wave, the dreaded K-pop. Wednesday hated it. <laughs> but it grows on you. Like, Enid grows on you. Along with the colour. And finally, the snoods. At first she hated the snoods. Nick, have you got to the snoods yet? I haven't got to the snoods, Okay. No. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to talk about that, then. Uh, you'll find out. I know what a snood is, but... Yeah. Okay, that... Spoilers, Enid makes them matching snoods. Oh, no oh. way. Yeah. <laughs> How do they not end up together? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I, I can see that despite all the, um, all the great work our flag means death did, we are still being queerbaited. I'm afraid so. But you never know, season two. We live yeah. in hope. Yeah, you never know, we live in hope. But yeah, um, the snoods make Wednesday want to commit ritualistic suicide. But seeing oh Enid God. smile every time she put that thing on was enough for her to ignore that feeling. <laughs> so, summer passed, and in the second year, this is their second year at school, incidentally. Okay. Wednesday has been determined to seduce Enid, and she's been pulling out all the courting rituals she can. Step one, she brought Enid some roadkill to prove that she can hunt just as well as any other wolf. <laughs> this didn't work well. <laughs> Isn't Enid supposed to be a bit squeamish? Yes. Yeah, yeah despite being a werewolf. Yes. <laughs> Step two, she almost killed Bianca in a fencing tournament to prove that she could kill for Enid, but can also hold back for Enid. <laughs> None of this has worked in her mission to seduce Enid. That's when the perfect opportunity came along. She saw that Bianca was going to try and spike her drink with Cordobus Ignum. She knew this was happening all along. Oh, so she let it happen. When she realised that she wanted to be distracted with the bird-eating tarantula stuff, she was like, hang on, they're about to spike my drink. Bottoms up, everyone. Oh, so she knew. She knew exactly what was happening. Because she knew that once she had this, she would be free to express her feelings without any of her anxieties holding her back. So basically, they they think that they've got her, but it's yeah. it's she who has them. This was It explains why she necked it. This is Wednesday's plan all along. She even knew about the clover tea. It would buy her as much time as she needed. <laughs> Fuck's sake. This is all according to plan. <laughs> She's just got until the next full moon to sweep in it off her feet. But she needed something big. Something that wouldn't be forgotten by anyone who witnessed it. And more importantly, if it made Enid finally realise she wasn't as straight as she thought, at least half her job would be done. <laughs> okay. Seriously, all of Evermore knew that Enid was fruitier than Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that's what's going on. Fruitier than Whole Foods. Yes. Amazing. They sell a lot of fruit. Yep, now that's a line. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Wednesday comes up with a plan, and she gets Thing involved. And her family are coming because they know about what's happened, so they're getting involved too. Chapter 5 is the last chapter I'm going to talk about because there's a really funny bit in here, but we're probably only going to get halfway through it. Okay, fair enough. The rest of the Adams family have come to visit. Um, they're helping her out with the plan. So, she meets Gomez. Oh, my little rain cloud. Mrs. Weems, reanimated corpse, told us you would be preparing something in the courtyard. Pardon? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
They just fucking... Of course they did. Hello, Father. Hello, Pugsley. I hope your drive here was dreadful. Where is Mother? Oh, her and the reanimated corpse of Principal Weems are making out. (laughs) (laughs) Because of course. Wednesday blinked slowly. And you're okay with that? Her father just sighed and said, Of course. She is just refueling the magic inside Weems that keeps her alive. By making out with her? Well, it was either that, or they make raw, passionate love in the principal's office, and I don't think the school board would appreciate that. Gomez Adams is fucking loving this. <laughs> what a Wednesday, they just look at each other and go, wasn't there any other spell Mother could have used? <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, enough about that. What can we help you with? <laughs> Amazing. I love this, and I hope this becomes canon. <laughs> <laughs> um, what well, they reanimate Weems and Morticia visits every yeah. year to yeah to get recharge her. her. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a brilliant way of writing this. In. <laughs> so, full disclosure: when we were planning this, I originally intended to pick two fics and de- decide which one to talk about depending on what Grace picked. Okay, because I knew one of us would want to talk about Weems. However, once I got to this, I knew this is the fic I had to read, regardless of what Grace picks. Yeah, and none of us talked about Weems. Yeah, that's a tragic part. But yeah, like maybe I, one day. I specially held off from doing a Weems mm-hmm. fic because I thought that uh, Grace might want to do a Weems fic. Yeah, I would have done one were it not for this, because I really enjoyed this fic. Fucking yeah. calling me out on this. I I <laughs> Sorry, cho- I chose not to do weems because y'all thought I was going to do weems, and I was like, right, no, I'm not going to lean into this bias that's been forced upon me. <laughs> hang on, hang on a second. This bias that has been forced upon you by you yourself. Yeah. Yeah, but I haven't forced it upon myself. I've just like embraced it. For you two are like, oh, she likes weems, <laughs> like fucking sorry, school Grace. children on the playground. There is one last bit I want to talk about. Spoken like a true Wednesday Adams, Grace. Thank you. <laughs> While all this is going on, Thing is in the music store. Oh, yes. Meanwhile, I'm just going to read this tiny bit verbatim because it's like, it's it's a cutaway scene, but I love it. Harold, there's a disembodied hand in the store. <laughs> <laughs> Woman, I told you to stop snorting that. Oh, lordy, what the hell? Get the gun, Margaret. Get the fucking gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting down from here, you stupid fuck. I'm not dying for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thing runs around the store, dodging CDs. The lady started throwing at him from the counter. Margaret, my mother was right about you. (laughs) Thing finally gets the sheet music and starts going through it while still dodging CDs. None of the sheet music is what Wednesday asked for. Well, it's not like I can ask the owners. Thing turns around. (laughs) Thing turns around and sees the sheet music he needs right before the redneck husband starts bucket towards him. Margaret, it's coming to me! (laughs) He sees the wife run to the back and come back with a gun. She hands it to the man who tries to shoot at him but misses. Hit it, Harold! Hit it! I'm trying, you inbred bitch! (laughs) Oh my god. So Thing has broken up a marriage just by walking into a store. (laughs) I I mean, I don't think I blame Hand. I think their marriage was in pieces anyway. It sounds it. Yeah, fair Thing enough. aims and jumps up to the man's face, who screams loudly, and then run- Then he runs onto the shelf holding the sheet music. He grabs the right one and runs away as fast as possible, running in zigzags while the couple's trying to shoot at him. <laughs> this is the last time I do shit for true love. I'm getting paid next time. <laughs> I thought that was lovely, and I just thought I should shout that out. <laughs> All of this is written like as well as this, incidentally, but that yeah, in particular... It- 
Still it looks out. it. It looks it, to be fair. There are two more chapters. They involve Wednesday's elaborate plan to confess her love to Enid. I'm not going to talk about them. Uh, okay. Do, do it in your own time. I don't care. I'm, I'm done reading. That's... This fix great. Everyone it... else should read it instead. It is, yeah. I am intrigued to see what she's planned. It's very good. Yeah. It involves blackmail. <laughs> um, of course <laughs> it does. But yeah, 10 out of 10. Highly recommend. Thank you, Green Knight. I hope you continue writing fix. Because if this is your first, I cannot wait to see what else you come out with. Yeah, top notch. Do we have anything else we want to say? Oh, I just think that I was reading ahead on some of the bits, and I think the lines in this are fantastic. Mm. They are really fun. I think I might read this myself. <laughs> Tim oh, Burton, if you need additional writers for season two. <laughs> <laughs> Which Green. you do, because that fucking two-boy love triangle was dog shit. <laughs> I'm still convinced that that was studio meddling, to be honest. I don't know. Is it even Tim Burton who's doing it? He's directing it, isn't he? He's directing. I don't think he wrote it. <laughs> okay. He's definitely the director. Whoever is to blame for the shit free <laughs> the love triangle thing, yeah. get out, please, for God's sake. Saviour and the other one were not compelling romances. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think his name's Tyler. Yes. <laughs> but he will forever be known as the other one now. Yes. The other one. <laughs> yeah, Xavier and the other Fair. one. <laughs> but yeah, this was great. I, I like how they brought back Weems. <laughs> Just as like a stealthy, oh, by the way, she's alive. She needs to make out with Morticia every so often just to keep her going. Somehow, I don't think she needs to. <laughs> yeah. It could I just reckon... be an excuse. <laughs> yeah. I reckon she's either been bit by a vampire or like they've brought her back like Lurch and they've just put bolts in her and they hook her up to a car battery every once in a while, you know what I mean? Yeah, just to charge her up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They do always describe her as the reanimated corpse of Principal Weems <laughs> throughout the fic. And not just Principal Weems, but no. like a title. The reanimated, reanimated corpse. corpse of Principal mm. Weems. Exactly. Uh. I have a theory that maybe it was Morticia who did the reanimating. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How else could the excuse work? Well, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Mm. But yeah, seal of approval. I recommend everyone else read this in their own time. I think I'm going to have to, because I want to know what the elaborate plan is. You'll enjoy it, I think. But yeah, uh, Nick, what have you been reading? Okay, so... Um, I went for Wenclair as well. Oh, what a coincidence. It's only yeah. 90% of the fandom. <laughs> what were this, the odds? Yeah, this is, this is the thing. I went for, I went for Wenclair as well, because... Uh, so watching the series for the first time, you are right, you don't get invested in any of the fucking love triangle stuff. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, she should date Enid. Enid is the right person so, for her. I, I have a controversial take here, actually. In the first few episodes, I didn't think Wednesday deserved Enid. I thought Enid was too good for her. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of understand that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By the end, my mind had changed. But well, sorry, carry on. It's nice to know that I'm going to see some character development anyway, so... You will. Yeah. Okay, so this is Reset by Eggplant underscore Crusader, which is a cracky mm -hmm. internet handle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And, uh, if, I, uh, if I just read the summary, um, everyone knows Wednesday and Enid have been dating for months now. The only problem is no one thought to let Wednesday know. Ah. 
makes sense so um you know how i was talking about in the beginning i empathize with ajax because of precisely this reason Mm. so yeah anyway wednesday has arrived back in her room it's late at night she's been out uh following leads committing general skullduggery that sort of thing she's tired (laughs) but she gets into her room to find an unthinkable obstacle keeping her from sleep oh and she's sort of pacing around the room and she's she's talking to thing uh, there must be consequences thing there must she cannot must not be allowed to go in unscathed not after this injury and things like doing his thing tapping signing and uh wednesday is just going sort of nuts at this her her blood is boiling she's absolutely fucking seething and the reason why she's seething enid is sleeping on wednesday's bed curled up over the covers dressed in wednesday's oversized Aww. sweatshirt Nice. <laughs> so she's confronted with a sleeping Enid. Um, merely looking at her was causing Wednesday to feel some strange bubbling emotion, which she could only assume <laughs> had to be murderous rage. Except she was very in tune with the whole spectrum of her murderous emotions, and this didn't feel like any of them. So, Aww. yeah, uh, she sort of calms down a little bit and thinks to herself, yes, violence is the answer to this. And she's just sort of uh, working out what she could do. And eventually she shakes Enid awake and says this is my bed and he's like what? you're on my bed oh well yeah I needed to make sure you'd wake me when you got here Wednesday's shocked at this he's like why? well I wanted to make sure you'd make it back okay and there's the anger again of all the people to think that she's weak it had to be Enid Sinclair Enid thinking a week is unacceptable. They sort of get talking. Enid was just worried about, uh, you know, sneaking around at night. She might get killed or something like that. Turns out Wednesday has feelings for Enid as well. Shock horror. Uh, She says, I'm not getting killed. As appealing as a violent death might sound, I have no interest in experiencing such a thing just yet. And even if I did get killed, it wouldn't stop me from finding my way back to you. Even if I had to force my rotting corpse to dig its way out of its grave. She says the most romantic Such a romantic. <laughs> yeah, Enid says, I hate that people never believe me when I tell them you're the sappiest person I know. <laughs> <laughs> she truly is Gomez's daughter. Yeah, she is, absolutely. So Wednesday asks Enid for the sweatshirt back. Well, demands it back is more uh, more oh. accurate. And uh, You'll have to take it from me. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Enid's like, no, it's mine now. Wednesday's, you don't even like black, Wednesday said, and realised the situation was dire because she had actually exclaimed it. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, they're back back and forth for a bit, and Wednesday is apocalyptically cross at this. She is probably the angriest of, um, uh, that that she's ever been. Jumps off the bed, away from Enid's warmth, and away from an egg that followed her like flame sneaking its way up alcohol. And then she sort of realises that uh, Enid's talking to her. I asked are you okay? Edith said, looking at her from the bed. All signs of smugness vanished and replaced with genuine concern. Once more, the absolute refusal to allow Enid to be misled into believing Wednesday was weak in any way surfaced and lent Wednesday some strength. And then Wednesday realises that she may have offended Enid and, you know, there's some hurt in Enid's voice and that apparently feels like ice. So, yeah, she composes herself apologizes back you did not mean any harm i'm simply not used to this kind of rapport Mm. wednesday isn't used to having friends um so enid finally realizes that wednesday 
doesn't know that they have been dating for several months now <laughs> and just thinks, shush, I need to I need to go and talk to something about this. When she's confused. About what? Things are making less and less sense by the second. And Edith says, stay here and figure out why I'm wearing your sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> I know why. Oh, really? Enlighten me. You're a pest. Yes, but also no. You need to dig deeper. So Enid sneaks out and goes and visits Yoko. Because you're a pest. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not the reason. I mean, yes, but no. (laughs) This really does... The more I read of Wednesday, the more I hear Grace saying these lines. (laughs) That's exactly the kind of shit you would say. Um, Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, so basically, Enid goes and breaks Yoko's door down. Oh. <laughs> um, Yoko She is needs tr- that, you can't let light in. Well, yeah, this is it. Like, being a vampire, Yoko is trying so hard to keep her sleep schedule regular. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, basically, Enid comes up at the middle of the night, sounding like she's going to break her door down. And uh, Yoko is done with this shit. She's asking, like, did you finally turn and accidentally murder someone? No. Did someone sneeze in your vicinity leading Wednesday to murder them in retaliation? (laughs) Also no. Well, it can wait until morning. (laughs) It's funny that that happened in my fic. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. I do love this bit. I mean it, Yoko. Open the door. Or what? You'll huff and you'll puff and you'll blow my room in. (laughs) That's racist? Or I'll cry, that bitch. You will not. It'll be messy too. You'll hear me choke on my snot and everything. It's going to be disgusting. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you are an ugly cry. I, I believe that about you, dude. So, Yoko relents, opens the door. Um, no sooner had she laid a hand on the handle, Enid bursts in, presumably like circling the room, ranting at Yoko about Wednesday and uh, blowing out. Wednesday thinks we're just friends. And it's like, oh, as no. in, she thinks you two are better off as friends? No, I mean, she doesn't know we're dating. And of course, Yoko is confused at this. But haven't you been going out for months? Yes. And I've watched you kiss her cheek a million times and not once has she asked you not to do that, despite the fact that if anyone else were to show one-tenth of that level of physical affection, she would disembowel them. Yes. And she gives you flowers regularly. Yes. And the two of you went together to the dance and danced together and it was all sorts of romantic, as I had to hear you ramble about for hours and hours. (laughs) Poor Yoko. Like... (laughs) Honestly, I think everybody needs a friend like Yoko. Yeah. Yeah. Like, level-headed, but willing to listen to your bullshit and advise you otherwise. I I hope Yoko (laughs) isn't just suffering alone while all this is going on, because... Yeah, I I hope not. I hope that she's, you know, living a... There's someone in Yoko's life who understands. Or she's living a, you know, a, a normal and well-adjusted life being single, because that's okay too. You know, that's true. You know what they said in the uh, film? They were like, oh, vampires, some of them have been here for years. It's probably, she's stuck in like... Oh no. She's probably been held back for like the past 200 years or something. Oh man. Because <laughs> of her age. She's like, I've seen twats like you come and go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, Yoko is probably the most experienced because she's been there for, like, mm-hmm. 150 years or something like that. She looks young, <laughs> but she's she's part of Team Why Aren't with Morticia and Weems. Yeah. Like, they, she goes to their meetings and they drink and <laughs> gossip about this stuff. Yeah, I can uh, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like, the, the talking about it and Yoko asks, well, you share a room, haven't you, you know, haven't you done anything? Like, haven't you kissed? 
and uh, th there's a wonderful line here. But you've kissed, yes, you know, made out, first base, snogged, your tongues battled for dominance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, is that how it works in... in lesbian relationships uh, no, it's a, no it's like a common it's a common line in fan fiction with anything tongues battle for dominance it's like a trope uh, line oh, that's, I didn't know that that's absolutely fantastic it's like, <laughs> it's like the scream in films oh this it's is the like... Wilhelm of fan fiction yeah the Wilhelm scream of fan fiction Tongues battling yeah, there's, for dominance. A, there's, a, there's a few, mm. and this is one of the big ones. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's absolutely marvellous. Um, they're talking about it. They conclude that um, you know maybe Enid needs to communicate better to Wednesday. Um, but of course, Enid is now doubting it. She's wondering whether Wednesday actually likes her back. And Yoko's thinking to herself, oh, for fuck's sake, we've already had this once. We're not going through <laughs> this again. So she says, that girl would murder for you. Ian encounters that girl would murder for fun. <laughs> okay, fine. That girl would re refrain from murdering someone for you. Oh. So, yeah, I'm telling you, girl's crazy about you. She probably hasn't figured it out because all her brain cells go AWOL whenever you're around. And Yoko is nipping. Is this that in the not mud. what love is? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. When your is. brain cells just leave. <laughs> it's when you when you look at somebody and you can't concentrate on what you were doing because you loved them so much. Exactly. Yep, that's it. So Yoko is trying desperately Sounds to nip this terrible. in the bud. She does not want uh, a crying Enid wondering, oh, does she love me? Doesn't she love me? What if she doesn't? Yada yada yada. So she says, listen, the way I see it, if she hasn't figured it out yet, she won't any time soon. So you have all the time in the world to make sure when you finally break it to her, she'll be happy about it. Or, you know, whatever passes for happiness for her. And then Enid <laughs> thinks a minute and goes, oh, fuck. Like, the complete opposite of the intended reaction that um, that Yoko intended to get from her. And she's just realised that Wednesday was currently stood in their room and she was about to figure Trying it out. Trying to work it out, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Why would she figure it out? Because I challenged her to. Everyone at the Academy knew if you wanted something done, you challenged Adams to do it. <laughs> <laughs> day to put that fork in the in the uh, men. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, Wednesday would probably survive that. Yeah. Yeah, she'd probably like it. She'd be like tingly, and everyone's like, yeah. oh. <laughs> Um, not as much as the car battery. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, this lovely scene ends with uh, Yoko finally getting uh, Enid out the door. Enid rushes back to uh, to the room, bursts in. She finds Wednesday exactly where she'd left her, in the exact same position, standing up, trying to figure out what was going on. She bursts in, uh, hi, Rumi, and Wednesday just asks, how long? Cold, calculating, Wednesday through and through, and uh, finally in its eyes and says, three months, one week, and four days. But who's counting, am I right? <laughs> Wednesday's thinking about it. Uh, she talks her through the first date, which was by the lake, um, Enid just honestly didn't believe that Wednesday thought that this was just Enid being friendly. She'd planned it and it had gone perfectly and Wednesday had looked really cute and everything like that. She'd dressed up for Wednesday and Wednesday just hadn't hadn't realised. <laughs> so Wednesday says, it's a good date. Well, wait until you hear about the third one. And Wednesday says, I took you grave digging. You used your claws. It started raining halfway through. You were <laughs> ravishing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she actually called Enid Ravishing. Mm. 
And this just sends Enid into overdrive. She feels a heart jump off a bridge. Uh, her throat closed for business. Her brains start pumping the nice chemicals by the gallon. Yeah, so Enid says she's sorry. She didn't mean to assume Wednesday's feelings or anything like that. Or to brag to everybody about it, which she might have done a lot. And she's worried about what Wednesday might say. Wednesday's now walking towards her. Um, but Wednesday takes her hand and says, I'm the one who should apologise. She's been thinking about it and... I'll read this verbatim because it, th th this is full of wonderful lines, this little fic. I've been thinking about it and I've realised that you've been an excellent romantic partner and deserve much better than to be disregarded by someone so thoughtlessly. Oh. Yeah, which is I mean, which is good. adorable. Character <laughs> growth. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Your best has been impeccable and if you're willing to forgive how foolish I've been, I promise you, you'll have nothing but my best as well. This is the Gomez Adams, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah, she I is definitely, it. definitely her father's daughter. Um, so they uh, consile. They're stood in the middle of the room holding hands and they promise to do all the dates again so that Wednesday can experience them as dates. Oh, and not just that's a good idea. Yeah, that's it. And not, and not just what she thought. Oh, they're going grave digging Yeah, they're going to go grave digging again. <laughs> Maybe that isn't the most romantic thing, but sure, it, it's whatever Wednesday's into. Yeah, that's it. But they're going to go do it. And finally, Wednesday says that Enid can keep the sweatshirt. Oh, that's big. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I thought that was adorable. It's very soppy. I liked it. Yeah, it is. It just proves that in the cold, dark depths of the heart of a northern man who works in the motor trade... Um, <laughs> I thought you were talking about Wednesday for a minute. <laughs> that's it. Uh, yeah, to be fair, um, we are all Wednesday Adams at work. Indeed. But yeah, they're, uh, I, I'm a sucker for fluff, as you know. Big softy at heart. Uh, big softy at heart, and this was adorable. And I kind of empathise with it, because as I said at the start, I'm oblivious in romantic relationships as well. So... <laughs> I hope that their dates are a bit more balanced. Yes. Like, for every grave digging, Wednesday has to listen to some K-pop. Well, oh, I see. Yeah, uh, I think they will. To be fair, and um, like, there's a, a line in here. Uh, as far as Enid was concerned, Wednesday had been an amazing girlfriend in her own way. The oh. idea that Wednesday had not even been trying had not even occurred to her until now. Oh. That does say a lot. Yeah, she's just been this amazing girlfriend oh. even before. Now it's going to be different. That's true. So, mm. yeah, but I, I really enjoyed this. I do have to quickly shout something out. I was just stalking the uh, the author's profile. Their most recent fic is a Hi-Fi Rush fic. That is the game I've been playing recently, and I'm Aww. glad I'm glad people are my, writing more Hi-Fi Rush content. There's only 44 fics in there so far, but Eggplant Crusader has written one of them. Oh, nice. Good. So I'll be coming back and looking at that. Yeah, good stuff. Because they ship Corsica and Peppermint like a chad that they are. <laughs> all right, all right, Marvelous. fanboy, sit down. Sorry, just had to <laughs> throw that episode. in there. Good on you for Corsica Peppermint. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very similar dynamic to Wednesday and Enid. Oh, that's that's good. I, I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can I, see why that they <laughs> that these two have a bit of common ground. Yeah, they found a niche and they're sticking to it, and no bad thing because they are very very good at mm -hmm. the material in this niche. Exactly. So yeah, thank you, Eggplant Crusader. Uh, Grace, what have you been reading? I have been reading A Prideful Heart by Ms. Mio. Ooh. Tags include Possessive Wednesday Adams, Demon Wednesday Adams, Butch oh. Wednesday Adams, Wednesday Adams is soft for Enid Sinclair, 
Protective Wednesday Adams, fake pretend relationship. Wednesday fell in love first and she fell hard. Vengeful smut. <laughs> there you go. Before we get into it, I just want to say there is 1,065 fix with the tag. Wednesday Adams is soft for Enid Sinclair specifically yes <laughs> not it's even very... wednesday enid specifically wednesday is soft for enid yeah soft for enid <laughs> and nobody else enid wednesday is three and a half thousand <laughs> <laughs> sorry just to get that in there before we begin oh no like 100 percent. perfect so quick summary wednesday is the firstborn of the house of adams heir to uh, the family name, the Throne of Hells. Oh. She has many seek her hand in marriage, but none have ever succeeded until one mortal sends her an awkward but charming marriage proposal out of nowhere. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Enid Sinclair is a college student at Nevermore University. She doesn't have many friends, and she still hasn't shifted even at the age of 25, but life isn't so bad when her best friend Yoko brings up the idea to summon demons as a fun way of spending an afternoon. It's a dumb idea, but Enid isn't going to let Yoko do it alone. Oh no. However, Sentry's old Latin doesn't translate very well oh. to modern day Latin, and Enid finds herself betrothed to a hellish prince. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't meant to be a marriage proposal, was it? It's a fake dating AU and a demon AU. I see. We are now, all ready for another When Claire fic, incidentally. Yes, yes <laughs> we yep. are. We are all here for When Claire. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of which, in the no author's notes, it's like, are you all ready for another When Claire fic? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Man, I've been excited for this one. I love me a good fake dating AU, but let's crank it up to 11 and make it a fake engagement. And Wednesday as a prince of hell. I really just want an excuse to write Wednesday as a demon. Ooh, woo. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe so, they got you to say ooh, woo out loud, Grace. Oh, my fucking God. Like, uh, I was looking You must really through... like this fic if you're willing to say ooh, woo. <laughs> I know. Hey, they they wrote it there, but the thing is that I just admire how fucking brave they are to have written ooh ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm reading this one. <laughs> <laughs> that was the that was the cincher of all the good fix I was reading. I thought, fuck it, they're all too good. You respected so, this person's bravery. And indeed. Yeah. It's like <laughs> this. It was like when two two knights see each other on the battlefield and they, they <laughs> nod like <laughs> what <laughs> I, I, res I respect <laughs> I expect you being here <laughs> you heard it here first everyone the way to win Grace's respect is to use the word ooh no it's not <laughs> is that not what you despite just said despite everything I have literally just said no it's not and we're, I'm no I'm not going to elaborate Right. If you would like so, to say a woo to if, Grace, <laughs> please write in to friendshippingforecast at gmail.com. For just £5 pound a month on our Patreon, you can make Grace say a woo and even a woe. No. I'm not agreeing to this. Grace has agreed to this. No. What? No. All right. I'm going to edit the words you just said so you say, I'm <laughs> agreeing to this. <laughs> Oh my god. Grace, we need the cash. I don't, I don't know why I show up to this Take one for the team, on say a woo. The, the thing is, now that you've said a woo, like, 
if he was that way inclined, Jim could make you say anything that he wanted. I know. Just from going through all the back catalogues and choosing words. <laughs> I, I don't like where this is going. I'm going to add a I root to the end of every sentence you say. <laughs> well, you've said it as well. Yeah. Who edits it? Yeah. Grace, if you want to edit the show and you can put a woo in front of it after everything I say, that's fine. I know where you live, mate. <laughs> let's, let's put it that way. You can do what you like to me online, but I know where you fucking live. <laughs> so, listeners, I have to move house soon. If anyone wants to chip in, write in to the fun shipping forecast at gmail.com. Okay, Grace, tell us. <laughs> I, I promise we won't make you say a woo against your will, Grace. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> I ain't promising shit. Shut up, James. Ooh, woo. Right. So, it starts with Enid sitting in her dorm room with her best friend Yoko and a massive fuck-off summoning circle drawn onto the floor. Yoko has this idea to summon a demon. And Enid wasn't going to let her do it by herself because it might be dangerous. Unfortunately for Enid, Yoko has to take a call <laughs> and tells her to carry on without her. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, all Yoko's idea, and, you know, it's all kicking off. And she's like, okay, carry on without me. I need to take this. And, and she's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, fucking hell. Either way, so, reluctantly. I love that Yoko is just, like, she barely has any lines in the show, if any. But everyone has such a clear view of her personality as this agent of chaos. Yeah, she is, like, the bestie agent of yeah. chaos, isn't yeah. she? And I love her. Yeah. I hope like the writers see fanfic yeah. Yoko and go. Yes, Tim Burton, let's, if let's you're listening to this, lines. we need more Yoko in season two. Yeah, Yoko needs more lines, mm-hmm. more screen time. Yeah, all the lines that Tyler was gonna get. Yeah. Just Who's yeah. Tyler? Who's Tyler? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> he had more lines than both Xavier and her, and yet we always forget mm-hmm. him. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Even despite him being incredibly plot important, we're just like, ooh. It wasn't as good. I really hope the actor doesn't listen to our podcast. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I I think we're safe. Because there. I can't remember his name either. Ah, no. I, oh, I remember actor. his surname is Doonan because okay. I was looking it up because I thought he might be related to James Doonan. Turns out he's not. Right, okay. He played Scotty in Star Trek. Yes. But, <laughs> what was I saying? Yeah, if you listen to this, no critique of your actual performance. It was top-notch. You were poorly written. You were poorly written. You know what? Robert Pattinson was poorly written as Edward Cullen, and he has flourished. You will do the same. Sorry, we've got a bit of a tangent there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you love Mr. Dunnan, just fucking say so, mate. You don't have to go, oh, you're flourishing, mate. Well, we've been putting him down so much, we may as well be nice. (laughs) Right. Either way, reluctantly, she carries on the ritual. Carries out what's on the list of requirements for the summon. It has the scripted part, a part where you offer gifts, and a part where you talk about yourself. At this point, you know, if you hadn't read the summary like I did <laughs> initially, <laughs> uh, we wouldn't have known that this was like a fake engagement situation. <laughs> Either way, this leads to a very awkward but cute scenario where Enid is doing a, her best to impress this potential demon. So it's like, 
O grand fiend of the hells, hear my cries for you. I wish to brand you with fire unmatched and unknown, even by one such as you yourself. O grand fiend of the hells, I demand you hear my proposal of deepest desire and greatest greed. She gets out a lighter. She lights the eighth candle. She moves back to the front of the circle. And she thinks, oh, this would be romantic if I weren't something a demon, you know. Grabs, uh, <laughs> grabs the first of the gifts. And uh, Yoko had explained that you needed to give gifts that would, like, give a sense of warm feeling. And the vampire figured it was to help build a friendly relationship with the demon and make them more willing to make a deal. So, yeah, you can see this is starting to snowball, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what were the gifts? But, yeah, Yoko just got some cheap shit from like, the shop for the demon gifts, and Enid's like, nah, no, I'm, I'm not going to give this demon, I'm going to give this demon the good shit, <laughs> because don't fuck off demons, which I think well, is fair. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't go to Walmart or Poundland for, to get demon stuff, unlike my brothers, <laughs> which got me stuff like that for my birthday each year, because they were cheapskates. <laughs> and Grace, you are the closest thing to a demon that we know, so... Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they suffered yeah. miserably. <laughs> Fair. So, she offers a black scarf she made. She had knitted it herself. Mm. And she's been told by Yoko that some circles are hella cold. <laughs> so it should be a good gift, right? You know? She's really oh, put he, thought into I think this. Oh, he did. Yeah, it's very cute. And cinnamon burn. <laughs> Alright. I know. It's so... I stand cute, Enid. Yeah. Mm. Now, she's got to do a little bit of an introduction. Enid clears her throat. Uh rubs the back of her neck a bit, and she talks out loud to the empty room. Okay, it's pretty weird, but the ritual calls for this, so guess it must be done. Hi, I'm Enid, Enid Sinclair. Uh, I'm 25 years old, and I'm currently a student at Nevermore University. Oh, and I'm studying for business. Kind of have to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the blonde picks up the next gift. A baker's dozen of dark chocolate fudge almond cookies, and she likes baking. Oh, we made them. So... She made them herself oh. again, like, and she goes, oh, um, about a werewolf, that's pretty important to know, I guess, goddess, I don't really know what to say, like, I'm not here to brag about myself, you know, not that there's much to brag about, not to say I'm, like, a failure, well, you know, I fail to shift, so that's, uh, that, this, bless her. Um, <laughs> this sounds like, back in the day, there used to be these dating agencies where they would record a video of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This sounds like one of I those videos. It. Yeah. No, yeah, it, it literally is. Yeah. It really is. It's just the demonic <laughs> version of, like, a dating yeah. video. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, later in the story, it goes into how some of, like, some of the werewolf social stuff and how much grief not being able to shift can cause. So, like, it's a bit of, like, a social... Like in, like, in the show, it's a bit of a social mm -hmm. do not. You know, if you can't shift, what's wrong with you, you know? That's the point. We haven't really so talked she's... about this. Nick, have you got up to the point where Enid's parents have shown up? No, not yet. In the show. Okay, we won't talk about that then. Okay. That's fine. Mm. Sorry, Grace. Carry on. So, you'll like the final gift. It's completely different to the other <laughs> stuff she's, she's handed out. Enid sighs as she grabs the final gift. Well, two gifts. A bundle gift. A small box of cigars and a bottle of scotch. Nice. <laughs> what? <laughs> nice. Was it expensive? Yes. Was it rude to assume a demon would enjoy such vices? Most definitely. However, <laughs> however the werewolf was willing to take a risk when it comes to giving the best gifts. 
So she places the two items into the circle. I love mm. that. Like demons, a lot of demons like they like alcohol cigars. I mean, yeah. but also <laughs> cookies and a scarf. If I was, um, oh yeah, this is it. if I was a demon, this is pretty much like painting yeah. a perfect evening for me. Enid can summon me anytime she wants. <laughs> yeah, this these are great gifts. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Either way, yeah. And she goes, what else? Uh, I live in the dorms on my campus. I uh, like to knit, bake, and dance. I'm pretty athletic, actually. I used to do gymnastics throughout middle and high school, but I dropped out for less time-consuming sports. I do a lot of rock climbing now, and um, yeah, guess that's it. I'm not really anyone special. I'm just Enid, but thanks for listening. Uh, and it gave me a bit of like this this fantastic mental image of Wednesday and going with sword fighting and drinking scotch with a cigar <laughs> on the go. Just like... Because you just know that these gifts would be perfect, mm-hmm. don't you? She'll be like, yes. oh yes, scotch and cigars. Oh, <laughs> it reminds me of my father. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. She sighs heavily and she goes, oh, God, alright. Moving forward, a final step of the ritual. Kneel and present the ring and recite this passage. Get, she goes into her pocket, pulls out the ring. Uh, Yoko wanted to use one of the cheap Hot Topic rings, but Enid had a better one to offer. A thick band of platinum with a full moon and stars engraved onto it. A traditional design for engagement oh, rings. Oh, so for she's offering an engagement ring. Like She must I know at this point. I don't think this is anything <laughs> to do with the translation. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, no, no. They're, like, she... Kneel and present the ring is the part of the translation. Yeah, but... Enid. So that's Enid the instructions. Chose an engagement ring. Enid has a ring. Yeah. Listen, it was given to Enid on her thirteenth birthday, the age where most wool- werewolves shift, and then they begin the process of finding a mate. Oh no! She has no need for it now. She's because given up. Like, oh, yeah, Enid. she gave up. She was like, "Fuck it, I'll just hand my engagement oh. ring that my that like the heirloom to this demon because no one's going to oh, bloody marry me." So I've got that's no really sad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, like it's dipping into the. I know, like it's dipping back into like the the, like mm. world building. This author has gone. Either way, she drops to one knee and finishes off the ritual. I, Enid Sinclair, offer you this ring with an honest heart and a loving soul. O grand fiend of the hells, come and sunder me, accept and fulfil my deepest desire. But if you reject me, let it be merciful and gentle. Take only off my flesh and not my soul. So yeah. Nothing happens. That's so metal. Enid, I know. That is the most metal Enid proposal just like, ever. Yes, it is. Isn't it? The bar just raised. <laughs> just, yeah. Take note. Enid is like, okay, Yoko must have fucked up the translation. She starts to pull away, and then shit kicks off. The circle activates. I see. So, yeah. In the middle of the summoning circle, a crack forms. With a creaky groan, the crack rapidly expands and splits open as a looming figure slowly rises up from it with a chilling breeze that blows snow across the floor. Enid stares up with a loose jaw at the ten-foot-tall figure that now stood there, covered from head to toe in a suit of jet-black jagged armour and a pair of burning red dots peering out from the thin slit in the helmet. Does she still have the pigtails with this look? No. Oh. No, no, you can't You can't see any of that. That's a think. shame. The, oh, no. <laughs> the crack underneath the feet slowly closes the demon kneels before Enid. 
They pluck the ring from in its hand. The fiend rises back up, taking a brief moment to examine the ring. And with the nod of their head, they slip the ring onto their finger. I accept Enid Sinclair. Oh, dear. <laughs> Kills. <laughs> All of the demonic dialogue is in bold as well. I know, <laughs> it's so good. You know what, I actually forgot this was a Winclair fic because I'm dumb. And I was like, who is this demon? And it, and then it immediately cuts to Wednesday's point of view and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, shit. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I was like, ten foot tall, who's that? Wednesday's going to have to fight her. <laughs> but no, the demon, the demon is, is Wednesday. Wednesday. This ten foot tall hell beast in black armour mm-hmm. yep. is, is Wednesday. Yep. I mean, so, that is yeah, how Wednesday, Wednesday is... perceives herself, to be fair. <laughs> Turns out she's a very big deal in hell because she is the demon lord of pride and Gomez and Morticia rule hell and she is heir to the throne. So, yes, this comes with a lot of responsibility and she's surrounded by idiot demons kicking off in hell. So she's of her job to go smite them back into place, hence the full scary armour. So it goes to her, it goes to her point of view, like the day she's had. It's had a long day of like putting people back into her place. She got home, and this telepathic call comes in, and she thinks, "Oh, it's just another fucking demon asking for shit." Nope, it's Enid. It's not a summon. It's just this ancient soulmate finding ritual called the <laughs> proposal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like the dating demonic video we were talking about <laughs> uh, just sent into Wednesday's mind and she's stunned not to mention completely baffled why this college student wants a demon for a partner right <laughs> <laughs> either way she's she's intrigued she's hearing all this she hasn't actually seen her yet but she's hearing it she knows about the gifts that have come into mind and she's like oh that's a nice scarf yep biscuits decent oh yeah scotch and cigars go on then <laughs> uh yeah, she's annoyed because she doesn't have time to change because she's still in her, like, executioner armour. <laughs> so, so like, she huffs in annoyance and the one time, like, she is interested in another person, she's not wearing her best. Though perhaps it's a blessing in disguise. Wait, this isn't her best? No. <laughs> I know, right? What's her best? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing shiner armour? I, I don't know. I'm, Maybe? She, I, like, in later chapters she dresses quite snappily. Like okay. like a Lucifer sort of character, you know, the suit and the... I and see. The, like, proper snappy. Since okay. uh, Wednesday wore her armour for most of the day, Enid would have to get used to the sight of her dressed, in, dressed as such. So yeah, it works. Wednesday's like, yeah, I'm heading out, and teleports to Enid's beauty call. She arrives and sees Enid for the first time. I think she's don't, utterly don't, gorgeous. Don't belittle this. This is not a booty call. This is a proposal. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, but like... Yeah, all right, all right. It's not a booty call. All right, it's a very, very fancy booty call. Enid, Enid put a lot yeah. of thought in, into this. Like, she got some great gifts. Yeah, she did, but this she is... accidentally did it. She just thought she was summoning a demon, not marrying one. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Either way, Wednesday looks at her, I think she's absolutely gorgeous, and she's like, yeah, I accept. Accept. <laughs> uh, Enid whispers what? breathfully. Breathlessly. Wednesday nods. Yes, your marriage proposal. I accept it. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Yes, chaos ensues. Fantastic. So the author has got lots of lore. You can see the layer of that lore unfold in later chapters. 
there's like more werewolf stuff, demon hierarchy, and underlying heaven versus hell conflict behind the backdrop of like this college romance story sort of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, this sounds like a fic I'd really enjoy. Yeah, there's like political intrigue hiding in the back, and you're like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's ongoing. Currently four chapters long. I think it's worth a read, especially if you like suave OP demon Wednesday, just utterly besotted with demons and like cracking people's spines like glow sticks and shit while at school. You know, a very well done to the author, Miss Mio, and I hope to see more of this fit because now I need <laughs> answers. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to see where this goes as well. Yeah, I'll definitely be following this up. Is the rest of it just like a domestic universe? where Wednesday comes up to the mortal plane and lives with Enid and... Yeah, pretty much, like, because they're going to see how this works, uh, she's sort of bound herself to Enid, so she's, like, made this fake identity so she can attend college there and be her roommate. <laughs> I see. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, she starts sticking up for Enid against the wolves that are excluding her... And, you know, like, just suavely dropping in and, like, get, giving, like, being, like, a really good partner, like, giving her breakfast and shit, like, just popping a, I can't help a but pocket feel... dimension opener and giving her granola bars and shit. And it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> I can't help but feel you've unearthed Black Butler for lesbians. I may have done. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, incidentally. <laughs> That's, yeah, 10 out of 10. <laughs> My only question, if you can tell us, did Yoko know? Oh, you'll have to read it and find out, because I think she knew. Okay. <laughs> uh, is this her sort of plan to get Enid laid, finally? <laughs> you know what? That is a common thread in a lot of the fics about Yoko, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the wingman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's fine. I'm into that. Yeah, good fair enough. Love a, love a good wingman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anything else we want to say? I don't know. Right. What do you think? I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm going to take this away and read it. Oh, cool, James. What did you learn? Oh, you want to spring oh. that on me? <laughs> you fucking swivel on it, mate. What do you Okay. <laughs> cool, cool. I have learned that I realised the reason Grace didn't go for a weems fic is she found a taller woman to write about, <laughs> <laughs> to read about <laughs> instead. And that's what distracted her. <laughs> yes. Uh. Friendship ended with six foot lady. Now ten foot lady has entered the game. <laughs> Must I bear this cross forever? Well, it's either that or the fish man. So. Yeah. Who is also ten foot? Yeah. <laughs> I think um, I think Grace just has a thing for big people. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, who doesn't? Who fucking doesn't? Yeah, okay. That's why we're never covering Attack on Titan. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> ah, a 50 tall, foot tall man with no, fl with no skin. Theme yes. tune cuts in. It's just me with a rose in my mouth going, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I'm going to try and bang the Titan. <laughs> oh. That's got to be a thing in that universe. Oh, God. The Titan fuckers. I'm sure it will be. Um, rule 34 is a mm. thing. We probably will cover it at some point, in all fairness. Yeah, uh, I learned that there is never enough Wen Claire in the universe. 
Yeah. yeah they may end up being my my OTP for this year. Oh. Because they do fit, and it's a shame that the show didn't follow through with it, or maybe isn't going to follow through with it. I don't know, because I haven't got to the end of it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also I learned that, yeah, there's also room for buff ladies, big buff ladies in <laughs> Just when you thought you were free of the buff ladies, out yeah. comes ten foot tall Wednesday Adams. I like ten I foot like tall how demon with a steel Adams. chair. <laughs> I like how our uh, we we go from like we go talk about sentimental shit and then we go big buff ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we planned that well. We are trash, really, aren't we? That's never been a secret. <laughs> No, no, we are 100% trash, but we will continue being trash so long as people continue listening. Yes. We will die on this landfill. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. Um, Yeah, it it is impressive to me that all of these authors have... There is consistency, even in the minor characters. Yeah. Yes. Like the Yoko, again, barely any screen time, but there is a character to Yoko that has clearly been built within the fandom. Yeah, that's it. She's this sort of agent of chaos wine ant mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and that's great it is it's fantastic everybody needs a friend like yoko mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know what to say i mean i've got a lot to read i know that much uh i mean this was only really mentioned in my fic but i've noticed it in other fics that enid likes k-pop is very much a fandom thing that has been kind of added to her personality because in the show i don't think that ever comes up well it, it fits her doesn't it it does fit her yeah. And I've seen a lot of it in different fics. I just find it interesting that Enid K-pop is they're kind of synonymous with each other now. Yeah, it's it's nice, I think. Mm-hmm. I like it when a fandom just sort of spirals out of control of writing its own headcanons. Its own <laughs> consistent headcanons, too. Yeah, definitely. It's like a hive mind that's created this. But yeah, I approve. Thank you for getting me to watch Wednesday, Grace. Quite all right. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been good, and I'm looking forward to finishing it. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe we'll talk about it again. Yeah, when this especially if two. if this is next couple of the year, we'll probably have to revisit it at the end of the year. Because I like the idea of doing pair of the year at the end. Yeah, I mean it's it's still early. We're uh, you know we're mm-hmm. we're still just um, going into the last half of the first quarter, so mm-hmm. we'll we'll see where we stand a little yeah. bit closer to uh, to the end. Exactly. Controversial though. You know, why don't we do sort of a while we're at it, since we're at the end. Grace, who is your pair of the year so far? Oh, I don't know. Of things you've seen this year, not necessarily things that came out this year. Hmm. But I simp for so much. How can I possibly <laughs> choose? <laughs> I simp so far. <laughs> simp so far. <laughs> uh, yeah, I well, don't know. I would like to make an observation. Um, yeah. I recently watched the horror movie Christine. Okay. Oh, yeah. Do you know how I have this thing... Uh, well, I would have this thing about Morticia Adams, but I couldn't do that to Gomez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of the opposite with Christine. I maybe would have thought that Christine and Archie Cunningham, who is the uh, the protagonist who does Christine up, gets possessed by the car, that sort of thing. I maybe would have thought that they were a good pairing, but I realised that I could take so much better care of Christine than Archie Cunningham. Fucking you hell. want to shag a car? I do not want to shag the car. I would like to own the car and polish the car. And <laughs> Give that car a good old polish. You want to rub and, and it. 
and drive, the car drive around in the car. And this is this is the get worst inside thing the car and do it I've, up. Because I feel that I've missed the entire point of the movie because I wanted the car to win. Because you were simping for a car Fucking so hard hell. that you just missed the premise <laughs> of the film. That's fair. Because I happen to know when Grace watched Constantine, she also missed the point because of Tilda Swinton. I was on her side. <laughs> yep. Likewise, like, Kill Narnia. Him. Kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. It's like this car comes to life and goes and kills a bunch of thugs which wrecked it. And I'm like, honestly, that's a perfectly valid response. I would want to do that if somebody wrecked my rover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh it's the if they're hot they're just misunderstood, aren't they? It <laughs> 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 uh, seems to be a curse humanity takes with it. I'm trying to think goes. if there's any villains I would actively just say no, they're misunderstood towards. I don't think I have a, a, oh, a no. dedicated villain where I'm like, yep, they did nothing wrong. Oh, because they're hot. Bane. You're going to claim the moral high ground on this, aren't you? If I think of one, I'll let you know. Don't worry. <laughs> I am struggling, though. Yeah, it's just me and Grace are bad people. I mean, there is Lady Demetrescu, of course. Well, yeah, that's fair enough. We we can all agree on that one. Yeah. Um, villains, I think, didn't do anything wrong. Hmm. Because they're hot, specifically. <laughs> yeah, speci- Yeah, I mean, they definitely did things wrong. They're just I mean, there are some villains I, I think did nothing wrong. Like um, Christian Bale in Thor, Love and Thunder, for example. But I don't think that because he's hot. I think it because... Because he's justified. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, this isn't the point of this exercise. It's fine. We've, we're at the ending anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think if there is any, though. No, uh, it's uh, after I watched Christine, I found myself browsing eBay and... Um, <laughs> one, going, and, it should have been me. <laughs> yeah, but like browsing eBay, uh, looking at... Um, 1958 Plymouth Furies and thinking, how? what's the easiest way of getting £40,000 like now? Oh, for so, sake. Yeah. Um, sell your kidneys? Could sell a kidney, could rob a bank, deal drugs, that sort of thing. <laughs> Everyone else if in If you want to help Matt get to £40,000 <laughs> so he doesn't have to sell a kidney, right in. Oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say the vampire ladies from Castlevania. Okay. Yeah, that's, that screams James. They did nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Except um, the redhead whose name escapes me. Lenore. Lenore. Yeah, she did some things wrong, but the others, the other three of her siblings did nothing wrong. No, they're not siblings, just, are they? Just because they're, not, they're hot. They're a group of, they're a sisterhood, they call themselves. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Um... Lenore did some things wrong, but I am willing to forgive her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there we are. All right. He likes the dead women. Cool. They, it's not because they're dead, Grace. Well, Jesus. I'm just, no, they are just dead, though. They are, but actually, are they? In, they're I'm vampires. Sure they are. You pillar. In Castlevania, yeah, but I'm not sure that's how it's Castlevania vampires work. Ice. <laughs> We're in a circle. Mm. <laughs> that's foreigner, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, listeners, do you have anyone that you forgive as villains because they're hot? <laughs> if so, write in to the forecast at gmail.com. Votes for Avaros, get in. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Avaros. You know what? Yeah, even I would. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Those damn dulcet tones. God damn. Avaros is one of my exceptions for sure. God. Fair enough. When he started talking, I was not expecting him to be like... No. 
like intense. We should add Dragon Prince to the roster. To be over honest, fucking coffee, dark, deep voiced. I was gonna say we do the detective <laughs> things next. Grace, do you want to do Dragon Prince instead? What was the other thing we were gonna do? Sorry. Detectives. Detectives. Yeah. Yeah, they're not sexy enough. Like Columbo. Um, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, people might find Columbo sexy. The bloke from Glass Onion whose name escapes me. I was thinking of doing Daniel all the small Craig. detectives we don't have a full episode for. Yeah, that does give me an opportunity to do Life on Mars. Exactly. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, we can do either. Like, We'll just do one after the other, won't we? Yeah. I mean, we're in the middle of a, a Dragon Prince um, dry spell because obviously the last thing just ended. So it might be good to mm. cater for the people while the dry spell is going on. Oh, so we should we should do that now. I, I tend to find that happens like when the th- when the series is out, they're being fed, so they're not hungry for our trash yeah. content. But I like... kind of want to see <laughs> Nick react to Avaros. Is the other thing. Okay, we can do that. Yeah, watch, yeah. watch Dragon I, I am intrigued. I'll, I'll show Nick a clip of Avaros, and <laughs> we'll just see. <laughs> Nick will be like, yes, I, I see. <laughs> Probably. He may okay. not agree, but he'll understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, join us next time when we make Nick question his sexuality. Oh, there's a there's a buff lady in Dragon Prince as well. Even yes, better. <laughs> this is going to be the year of the buff lady. Yes, it is. This is my yeah. year, goddammit. I was thinking of calling these episodes the second in our trilogy about buff ladies, because I want to do Bayonetta at some point as well. Yeah, yeah we could do Bayonetta. Um... We're doing Bayonetta at some point. It's just finding the time. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> It'll probably be a double bill with Devil May Cry as well, though, because they're pr- essentially the same game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we've got something for the for the Dilf fans out there. Yep, of fair enough. <laughs> Balance. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <sighs> yeah, it's um, sexual objectification is only okay if you objectify all everyone. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I genuinely believe that. To be fair. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Fair enough. I I think no one I think escapes it should be, your gaze. <laughs> it should be equal, rather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Equal rather than nothing, I think, is a good balance. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not the Middle Ages anymore, is it? Exactly. No, not at all. We live in more enlightened times. Men can be a bit slutty if you want them to. Yep. And then are sluts again. Nature's <laughs> healing. <laughs> and on that note, I think it's time to end the show. It is. We've been doing this for too long tonight. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Join us next time. Talk about Dragon Prince, probably. Unless we change our minds again in the next two weeks. It could happen. You'll find out in two weeks, I guess. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Good night. Okay, I'm gonna stop recording.